Do you want to find solutions that help teams make better decisions, solve problems faster and free their creative minds to come up with smarter solutions? There's a workshop for that. Bonjour, I'm Nati Ravez and I'm delighted to welcome to this show facilitators and experts who share their knowledge and experience of everything you need to know in the world of facilitation, giving you tips and tools for leading groups, sparking collaboration and driving innovation. Thank you for tuning in and let's go. Check, check, check. We are online. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Hello, Jakob Michalski. Hello. Hi, Nati. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. It's a, a beautiful, warm feeling to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. Jakob, you are the good soul behind a few community or one big community that have been in and I'm still in since two years, the Workshop and Master Community, the Facilitators Connect Community. You've been there supporting us, driving us through <laughs> our processes. And we met you and me at the Workshop and Master Retreat in Italy. Yeah. And I'm very happy to have you in my circle, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Welcome here. Thank you, Nati. My first podcast, by the way. Your first podcast. Yeah, first podcast ever. But I bought a brand new microphone for that occasion. So <laughs> you're getting Jakob in HD. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But you are used to talk with people online. So this is, yes. not, this is the same, actually. We just have a chat. <laughs> yeah, it's just being recorded. And it's going to be on the internet forever. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Jakob, like I said, you are known from a lot of facilitators because you uh, were very active in the past years uh, in several facilitators' communities. But in 2023, you made a turn, a transformation, a change, something big. So <laughs> we will talk about it. But uh, first, I would like... Yeah, to ask you how you become in this community world, in this facilitation world, what is a little bit of your background? Where are you coming yeah. from? Because you're, you're not German, you're not English. No, no. I'm from Poland. Oh, you're um, from Poland. Yeah. And I guess this is where my community building event organizing journey started. I think I was 16 or 17 and with a group of friends. We started organizing a music event in a local local nightclub. I think at the time when I was pitching it to the nightclub, I was the only person who was 18. So we're kind of okay with, with being there. But that was kind of the first endeavor into building communities and event planning and making money with that. Mm -hmm. uh, in some way and then I moved to moved to London and moved to Edinburgh after that I was 19 or 20 uh, kind of kind of lost and not knowing what to do with myself and by chance I applied for a course uh, called events management and planning and marketing mm -hmm. uh, so that kind of defined my future in a way 
it was basically the course was focusing on two things. It was focusing on event planning and then on marketing and digital marketing. And these things have been like the main passions of mine since my first job was at this digital marketing agency. I got that job because I thought that's the that's the money making mm-hmm. thing. But then always in the background, I was organizing some sort of events. I was organizing creative mornings in Edinburgh with Alex Humphrey Baker and Laura Faint, who runs Aging Smart now. That's mm-hmm. how we met. Yeah, and just always helping and volunteering at various things like film festivals and other film, other festivals in, in Edinburgh, because it's a festival city, obviously. Oh, okay. And then 2017, I kind of made a decision to move to Berlin. I always wanted to live here for several reasons. It's close to my hometown, but it's not my hometown, <laughs> if you know <laughs> what I mean. Um, yeah. And yeah, I already had some friends here, so it was, it was the perfect perfect place to live. So I moved, got a job at a startup where I kind of had a freedom to do whatever I want. In a way, I was I was doing digital marketing, but kind of had a freedom to like just form my own role. And I kind of over, I think four years, it kind of started drifting towards like this engagement community event person. And had a chance to build an engagement department, event department at that startup, which was amazing. And that kind of was like another confirmation. Okay, I feel good with this this role. I feel with, good with this adrenaline of running those things. I feel good meeting people and helping them out with. Yeah, and then got a bit of tired of that. And yeah, I just got a job at AJ Smart, which was huge. Yeah. W- when did you join AJ Smart? AJ Smart happened, I think, in 2020 or 2021. Mm-hmm. Like just in the middle of the pandemic, I think. And it was it was a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand. Um, yeah, just uh, from outside. It seemed like they always do really cool things and uh, yeah, they seemed very fast paced and this is what I've always enjoyed in the past. Plus they started talking about this facilitation thing and workshopping and I started to realize, okay, this is also something very interesting and started running some workshops in my startup job and that was kind of life changing as well. Anyway, just seeing people, how they interact during a workshop and, and what the outcomes of a workshop could be. Um, yes, obviously was was extremely excited about that job. And John and Laura had a brilliant idea of gathering the community at the workshop or retreat. I was tasked with organizing that retreat. What a thing. <laughs> I can remember as I bought my ticket in... Yeah, in July, I think I was one of the last who bought a ticket because I just joined this community and there were like, it was marketing, of course, it was marketing, (laughs) of course, but there were like six spots left and then uh, I took my... There were probably more, you know, marketing. (laughs) Yeah, I hate you. You were behind all the thing, but it's okay. No, I'm very (laughs) thankful. Just a little behind the scenes uh, at some point were actually oversold. We actually oversold the retreat, so there were 
More. Not enough bets at the okay. at the location. <laughs> so the marketing, yeah, I was um, I was running around the office very very stressed, hoping that somebody will cancel, because we literally, yeah, I was going to sleep in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> but this uh, this event was a game changer for for a lot of us. But it, it was also a game changer for you. Yeah. It makes you realize a lot of things yeah. <laughs> and a lot of things about where you are now. Can can you explain yeah. a little bit what happened with this event? Yeah. Um, well, even though it was extremely, extremely stressful to to organize it, to run it, any event planner, retreat planner will know that, that there are many many problems along the way, including maybe even the venue canceling last minute and not responding to your emails. And also I think the pressure was coming from the workshoppers themselves paying a lot of money for the for the retreat. Um, yeah. which was unspo- an unspoken pressure because it's just something I put on myself, mm-hmm. basically thinking, shit, these people are paying five thousand euros to be there. It needs to be perfect amazing yeah Yeah. it needs to be perfect and so i was worrying and not sleeping at night worrying about things like you know food options and gluten-free pasta and (laughs) (laughs) and things like this you know because i thought if someone's paying this much money they need to they need they need to have all the pastas they want you know i mean also the timing was very interesting it was kind of the post-pandemic first in-person event I've run this big in a really, really long time. During the pandemic, I kind of switched to online webinar-style events, which is also okay. But the energy you get from an in-person event like this, especially when you gather people for several days, is just insane, mm-hmm. you know? And even though... You're there, you're not sleeping because you're just high on adrenaline and there are just so many things happening. And I'm sure it was the same for you, you know, as an attendee. There was just all these new people, all these new possibilities. You have brand new facilitators mingling with someone like Dee, who was, I think, on this podcast as well, no? Who's done hundreds of thousands of workshops. It was like, it was like, it was not possible to sleep because it was like we had four days you didn't want to miss a minute (laughs) we had a lot of conversation in the night at three o'clock in the night about about this whole world about um our passion about techniques about (laughs) business about whatever and a lot of laugh and a lot of, wow, I met someone from Singapore and here is someone from the US and here is someone from wherever. It was like really a newbie looking at skilled people and um, a newbie also realizing that I'm not that newbie <laughs> that I thought. There are people who are starting really and they are very young, so I have an experience, even if it's not in this field. Yeah, it was really, really excited. Um, so it's not only the adrenaline 
of running an event like this, which I love. Mm-hmm. But also just seeing seeing everyone interacting and seeing everyone loving it. Actually, the first thing when I realized, okay, I'm doing something something right was getting everyone from Turin in those taxi to the village. Yeah. You know, it was just such a nightmare to coordinate. And I've never spoken to the taxi company. Like, to be honest, I had no idea if it's going to happen or not. I, I had no idea if the taxis will be there or not. You know, that was just like the, mo- <laughs> the most stressful thing. You know, will these people actually get here? But yeah, it just turned out turned out fine. You know, the taxis were there. Everyone arrived. Yeah, so at that moment, I was like, yes, okay, I can do this. I'm enjoying doing this. This will be this will be a, a good one. But also, I think what what I started seeing during the the retreat and afterwards is the the, the impact that you're talking about. You know, as AJ and Smart, we knew it's gonna impact people. This is how this retreat was was designed. So there was no question about that. But I think seeing that come to life and and just become a reality of people meeting new friends, people meeting their business partners and just yeah completely changing their facilitation game or their marketing and sales game you know mm. i mean this podcast was started at the retreat yeah crazy no? yeah yeah just seeing how people you know we're still a community from that from that event now with like actually the people i'm in touch with i met at the retreat yeah like you like maria so it's like community within a community yeah that's a really interesting thing no to like but also a nightmare to track yeah you know when a something starts in a online platform like school where we're hosting workshop and master and it kind of just goes everywhere you know we're now on linkedin we're now talking on riverside we met in berlin we'll meet again somewhere yeah yeah it's amazing. I love it. And you love it so much. <laughs> that I quit my job. <laughs> that you quit your job. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> what was the what was the switch? It was realizing at the retreat in that Italian village, I think they how many days was it? Like three or four? It was four, four. I think. Yeah. Four. So like the last night, having like a little bit more space to to sit down and actually have a dinner and enjoy a glass of wine. Realizing nobody died, nobody got COVID, everyone's fine. And, you know, just watching all of you having a great time at that restaurant. I was like, yes, I loved it. I loved organizing it and just seeing the the buzz around me. I was like, yes, I'm good at this. This is mm-hmm. what this is what I want to be doing. But this is what you were doing. But I want to be doing more of it. Okay. Yeah. And also just people actually coming up to me saying thank you for doing this. Thank you for organizing this. And we see how much work went into this. You were amazing. Even getting a job offer at the retreat to organize other stuff like this. And I was like, yeah, this is, you know, that's what I want to be doing. Yeah. So you quit and now you are on your own since a few months. How scary it is. <laughs> because yeah. I've been through that. 
<laughs> How scary it is. Yeah, it's, I mean, we, we, we talk about it now. It's a really interesting time. So I left at the end of September mm-hmm. 2023. Free. Now it's, what, middle of November. Um, November. So it's very, very interesting in terms of like, you know, you, you kind of start a business with this assumption of like, this is what people will want. And the more people you talk to, you kind of refine this pitch, this offer. Yeah, so in the pre-show, <laughs> I was talking about, you know, it kind of feels like a speedboat sometimes. Yeah. You know, we kind of go into one direction, super fast, bumpy, and then you change direction very, very fast. So it's a really interesting, interesting time. I'm really enjoying it. I have, you know, the luxury of like being able to enjoy this time. Mm-hmm. As I said also before, you know, I started journaling a lot because it's just, I don't want to miss those moments, you know, because I know in a year or 10, I'll be looking at this time and being like, wow, this was, this was, this was amazing. And not everyone is deciding to, to go solo to start a business. You know, this is, um, also for you and me and other other solopreneurs uh, who are in the workshopping space. Yeah, not everyone does it. And not everyone does it because it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to learn to let go. It's uh, yeah. For myself, it's easier. Sometimes I think, why I'm not normal having a salary each month. It, it is so easy. <laughs> Yeah, that is not so exciting. Hi, I'm Nati, and I think that listening to this episode might make you feel inspired and think, wow, I'd like to use my skills as a facilitator to set up my own business like Jacob did, like Nati did or other did. But I have no clue where to start or I'm panicking because I don't know how to find clients. And perhaps you've already thought about this before listening to this episode and are feeling stuck, lost or unclear, but hear the thing. If you'd like to, I can help you get clarity with some guidance. I've just mentored five facilitators over the three last months, helping them work out what they want to do, for whom and how. And I assure you that once you have this clarity, it will be much easier for you to get focus on your offer, communicate with your potential customers in a clear way and develop your business step by step. If you would like to book one of the three places available for three mentoring sessions in January to get the clarity you need, you have until the 21st of December to contact me. Yes, I know it's a short window to decide, but it could be a very good decision to start your 2024. So to get one of these three spots, book a call. There's a link in the show notes or send me a message via LinkedIn. See you soon. It's also, I wasn't, it's not about aging smart. I would feel the same in any job. You mm-hmm. just kind of you hit a point where you just feel like you're just coasting, you know, like you want to be doing more and more and more, but you just don't have the capacity. Now you're already working full time, so you can't be starting a YouTube channel and, you know, and just, um, yeah, just for me, it just wasn't enough. I wanted, 
more freedom and you know more autonomy yeah i think this is the main point i think when you decide to to do it on your own there is a, a lot of yeah you you want to have freedom to be proud of doing your own thing to go through yeah. the challenge and uh, overcome the limit your limit but if i'm If I was asking if it was also scary for you, it's because uh, you're coming from a marketing machine. Um, Agent Smart is really a marketing <laughs> machine. They have an insane community, of course, a lot of products. They are launching things like every week. And you, you were the marketing director community, here. Community and marketing director. Yeah, yeah so... Coming from this, it means you had all the experience. You were at the one of the most known companies in this topic and you were in marketing. So this is why I ask you, is it scary? Because it means for us, the normal people, <laughs> that even if you are coming from such a place, uh, going solo, it don't mean that everything is easy and that then you have to to recalibrate and to reconcentrate on what you are doing so yes and no i think what i realized very fast is that what is working for Jane smart is not going to work for for me as a as a solopreneur you know uh yes there are there are tactics and and things that uh i am already um running or will be running in the next few weeks mm -hmm. but you also need to remember that we're just starting out or i mean i'm just starting out me you too, started the year <laughs> <laughs> you know a business is like aj and smart they've been on the market for like 13 years you know so like that's a lot of time to figure things out and test what works and um yeah so i think just seeing that bigger picture no it's you you just can't compare yourself to to others and to other companies and yeah and yes i know i know a lot all of the tricks from my various years um, from my many years at at the startup company at ag and smart and also just from studying digital marketing but it's still your journey you know you still need to actually sit down and actually build that funnel or start recording those video for your YouTube channel or start a podcast, you know, it's still another level. Because I'm monitoring a, a few facilitators right now, I think the thing is getting client, doing funerals, marketing, sales. The first thing that you have to know is what do I want to do? What do I mm -hmm. want to do? What is my proposal what what do i want to offer what what is fun for me and what i what do i feel comfortable to start with because you will grow with your business and even if you had the best marketing machine behind you first need to know what is your service yeah. i think this is the big question every time because i change every time taking another direction oh i could do this i could do that. oh i could do this also but if you are doing too much things and then 
yeah, you need to communicate it also to different kind of personas. So you have to take decision where to start. Yeah, and focus on that. Yeah, that's very. I would like to talk about communities because this is mm. this is your passion, community yeah. and event. This is what you want to do now. Yeah, there are communities like we know here. Uh, the Better Community, the Facilitators Club Community, uh, the Never Done Before Community. There, there are a lot of community in the facilitation fields. But mm -hmm. I guess, uh, are you concentrate in this field, or will you help others to build communities, even in um, even in uh, in companies? What, what will you do? Yeah. So I decided for now to focus on businesses trying to build communities um, and kind of expand the, the facilitation niche to go a little bit broader, but still use the facilitation skill that I, I have from from working at AJ and Smart uh, to, to help build these communities. So use workshopping for building communities. What I found in the startup where I was working at before AJ and Smart was that community teams are kind of in the middle of this collaboration mess. They need to collaborate with other departments. They need to collaborate with marketing, with sales, um, with product teams, customer success teams. And all these teams work in silos and yeah, gather once a quarter when it's time to like you know, come up with the next OKRs. Yeah, I just remember sitting in those meetings, you know, weekly engagement meetings. And it was just such a drag and such a waste of time and people screaming and it just, you know, all the <laughs> all the memes, all the meeting memes in, in, in a weekly meeting, you know, mm -hmm. um, people crying even. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. Also, building building a community is such a you you can't do it by yourself. No, it's such a collaborative thing, especially especially in a business. For that community to actually bring some business value to the business. Um, so yeah, for now, I'm focusing on working with teams who build communities, um, who run events. Um, because I think I know in, in workshop and master, we talk a lot about, you know, being, being the guide and not the hero. Um, but I think at this, especially at the beginning, it's, I allow myself to be the hero a little bit, meaning, um, I'm comfortable with stepping in as a, as a consultant, in some cases yeah um yeah i know there are there are two two teams <laughs> in the facilitation world <laughs> yeah you can act as a consultant and giving your experience and like also mentoring because you have it uh you've done it before and then letting the space for them to think about How do they want to do that through the process that you designed? And in this case, you step a little bit back. You you give from your experience. You give from uh, what you know, 
and then it gives them inspiration to then think on the, on their own thing. So yeah. you don't have to, to it, it depends on which role you are in a moment, you know, what you are doing in a moment. I, I see myself the same. I mean, if I'm working with project team, I've been a project manager and head of project management for years. So I will not come here and say, oh no, I say nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, 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 I try to, your, to, to yeah. bring this on the table of course and then and then let them think about the thing it's so, your responsibility now when you see a team stuck in a workshop i think it's it's your job to yeah to help out unstuck them yeah <laughs> to help out yeah of course so it's interesting because i was um i was in the two last week in two big companies in in germany um i was at uh, siemens and i was at sap And both companies have um, building communities. Uh, I don't know how since how long I have to say. We were talking about future of work after the pandemic and and the transformation, the culture transformation. Um, and it, it was so exciting uh, to see this. And they all build kind of communities inside inside the business. So, so when you are talking about the community you help companies to build inside their business, what kind of communities is this? Yeah, so it really, really depends. Community can be so many, so many different things. Um, what I've been doing so far is building kind of two different types of communities. Um, building a customer community. Mm-hmm. Um, so for basically a space for potential customers or existing customers, um, who care about the same thing and have the same similar goals. Um, but also in a, in a big business perspective, you can also build a community of practice. Um, let's say I imagine at Siemens, you know, if. And uh, they were trying to gather people who are interested in design thinking and implementing design thinking into their workspace. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they could they could start building a community for existing employees. Yeah. Um who who want to learn about that, who have some knowledge about that and um yeah, just try to bring these people together. What I see a lot of corporations actually doing is trying to harness this power of of people. Yeah. You know, it just can't be yeah, it's so good that they start to see that, you know, they have all these locations and there is a way of bringing all these people together caring about a specific specific thing. Yeah. This is a way to bring the people empower themselves with each other and also bringing some topic uh, maybe new for the company. I know that at Siemens they were working on like how do we want to design our workspace for example. Mm -hmm. It's a big and really great topic, you know that I love communities. Um I would not be there without these all communities. Sometimes I need a pause from all the communities. This is what we talked before we start yeah. to record that um, if you're engaged in communities, it's not about only about taking, but also about giving. And, yeah. um, of and course. it can take a lot of time and a lot of 
Energy also. Energy. Um, but it's also okay to take a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because sometimes it's very energizing and most of the time it's very energizing. But sometimes you need also to reflect on your own self without anyone. So, yeah. Yeah, I think this is a great topic and I'm sure, and I know you and me, <laughs> we will have a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I will now, yeah, I will now reach out to you. So for who are you available for your services? If someone wants to build a community and is not a big company, can we reach out to you or this is not your your goal? Especially at the beginning, I'm just... Taking everything. <laughs> no, I mean, cut that out. But <laughs> <laughs> No, but I never want to become a business that... It's like, just says, oh, I don't work with these people, you know. If, yeah. if I can help, I will help with 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 anything. You know, so, I mean, you do, you do the same thing, you know. Some people just can't pay. Yeah, of course, but, I, I do the same. And yeah. it, it, it's, um, you learn also by yeah. working with a lot of different kind of person. I mean, you know, we all have like bullshit meter, you know, and you can, you can spot someone who's, just trying to, you know, take, take, take yeah. um, versus someone who is just stuck with something and just needs a bit of a bit of guidance. And, yeah. you know, they might become a customer in the future or so you just don't know who who they know, you know. Mm-mm. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think, yeah, ego, ego is the enemy. You no, know, I'm, I'm just going to try to remain humble yeah, and never, never refuse a phone call. <laughs> Thank you so much that you were my guest during this, Thank you, this time. Um, I wish you a very exciting journey. I wish you, I'm very curious to see where you will be in, in a year from now. Let's have a follow-up, mean, follow-up <laughs> follow episode. <laughs> follow-up. <laughs> and um, yes, thank you very, very much. Thank you, Nati. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode with Jakob. And in the last few weeks, between the recordings and the release of this episode, Jakob has launched his new community called Event Hackers. It's free for now and it's for you if you want to learn how to build a community or organize an event. You'll find the link in the show notes as well as Jakob's LinkedIn profile if you like to get in touch. In the next episode, I welcome Matthias Lenzen, the German facilitator. Yes, you heard right. Matthias is unique. He's passionate about creative playgrounds where people can achieve what they set out to do with enthusiasm and focus. He uses his expertise as a facilitator and his love for tape art to create incredible environments as I witnessed at this year's Facilitators Connect retreat. I really love his work and you should be very excited because this is something I never saw anywhere else so tune in in the next episode and until then i wish you good health happiness and a lot of success au revoir